welcome to the podcast. This broadcast is brought to you by me. I am attempting to speak my truth without any infringement upon your free will and no ulterior agenda, not trying to manipulate or deceive. And that's a rare thing because there's no money in it. But hey, it is what it is. I hope you enjoy this one. How did life get turned upside down? Well, it was a gradual process, a long one. And it it did not happen without struggle. But here we are. Black is white, wrong is right, so on and so forth. Anarchy and looting is peaceful protest. People that love their country and want to preserve it are stamped racist. And so on it goes. I think that there are a lot of people waking up to this and there are a lot of people ready to relearn what they've lost. The problem is there are an abundance of snake oil salesmen, aren't there? And there are a bunch of butchers, truth butchers, selling you their finest cuts. The whole truth is difficult to handle. And it takes time, years of knowledge, acquisition, and research. And there are many pitfalls in the assembly of a true body of knowledge. There are snares and traps everywhere. Tricks. There are deceptive descriptions that we want to believe. And our fragile ego, we have to protect it. It can't get hurt. And then our mind can only fathom so many things. We only can conceive of what we can conceive. I'll try to lay out some truths for you today as best I can. I'm only human. And so it's not going to be perfect. And it's not going to be complete. You can hang your hat on that. But it will be a start. And that's the epitome or the idea, the main idea of what I'm trying to achieve with this broadcast. I'm not trying to fill in all the details for you, but I'll I'll, uh, throw some columns up. I'll begin to build a structure that you can finish. And we can think of truth pillars as a base or a framework 
I cannot provide a foundation for you. That is up to you. Hopefully you've already begun your foundation. But these pillars of truth will hold weight. They will support the other structures that will come later. Oftentimes these pillars of truth are thought of as philosophical. Some might say antiquated, but they're important. They are very important. So it's an architectural metaphor today. I studied architecture. I'm a proud four-year dropout of the architecture program. I call it self-graduating. I went on to have a successful life employing the knowledge that I gained. Never worked a day in an architecture firm, but I did utilize the aspects I learned in that schooling. And so you don't get a degree today. All you get are some pillars for which to support your own knowledge. These pillars will rest upon the base of your current understanding. So each person will interpret this differently. Each person will utilize these columns differently. The placement of these columns is up to you. I simply will craft a few of them and deliver them to you. And so let us begin. Humans were put here for a reason. We exist for a reason. There's purpose in our life. There's purpose in our struggles. And there's a purpose that we should strive for, to understand, to become better. The meaning is where we struggle. So let's focus on the function, the function of a human being. Well, we have bones, we have blood, we have veins, capillaries, we have a lymphatic system, we have vital organs, and we have vital glandular networks that produce what they call hormones. We have skin and hair, nails and teeth, hands and feet, and so on and so forth. And so within this system, you have to look at it and say, what is going on here? Our anatomy is very similar to many other mammals. The skeleton is just very similar to that of a rat, a bat, a dog, a cat, and so on and so forth. We all share similar blueprints, yet humans stand alone, don't they? Something different. Higher intelligence, of course. More ability to manipulate the environment. 
standing on two feet. We tend to hunch over time unless we take care of ourselves the right way. If we follow our appetites, our body is destroyed prematurely. If we behave selfishly and venomously, those sins are revisited back upon us tenfold. We need to learn how to take care of our body. It is very fragile and very strong if we take care of it the right way. One cut in the wrong place and we could lose our life force. We could bleed out. And so there's a vulnerability. If we receive trauma, impact in the wrong place, we could become paralyzed. There are people that live their lives with debilitating illness and injury. And so where is the purpose in that? There are people that go on oblivious to everything, seemingly fine. They get through life unscathed. Why? How come they get a free pass? So there are stages in life. We're very small. We grow up and get very tall. We seek a partner. We build a life. We settle down. We propagate. We retire. And we enter into the long sleep. And so there is an arc and a path that we all share, isn't there? We have two eyes, two ears, yet we have one mouth. More listening, more observing, less talking. We eat with the same hole that we talk with. When the nose gets plugged, we have to breathe through it as well. This can be problematic. Our nose is for detecting smells and for breathing. Our hands, most people underestimate and just take for granted their beautiful hands and all that they can do. So the human body is a feat of engineering. It's a feat of excellence in design. We have so much going for us, and yet most of us just focus on the problems once they manifest. We ignore all the wonder we take it for granted. Just the fact that the heart beats and the blood is able to flow through each cell, it's a miracle. It doesn't make sense if you think about it. 
the lymphatic system is the most undervalued system. Hence, many people will develop lymphoma because they don't care for the lymphatic system. They don't even think about it. They don't notice it. There's five times more lymph in the body than there is blood. And yet there is no pump for the lymph. The lymph must be moved with massage or with muscular contraction or with grabbing. When the lymph glands or the lymph nodes swell up, problems occur. And so this is like a brief outline of the body. How about if we take a minute to appreciate the grand architect who designed this body? How about if we just say, I'm so fortunate to have what I have. But the mind tends to go to the problems in the body. Where is the pain? And this is by design. We are capable of healing ourselves. It is innate. Animals know how to heal themselves. When a dog or a cat gets sick, what do they do? They sleep, they curl up into a ball and rest and they don't eat. Maybe they take in water and eat grass. And then a lot of them will have to throw up, expelling the poisons and they wait and rest and they recover. They lick their wounds. They embrace life. See, our problem is our, our brain, I think. It pushes us forward. When we're sick, we just keep going. We don't rest enough. We don't sleep enough. We don't stop eating. And so our mind has become an adversary at times. It is both an ally and an adversary, depending on how it's employed. Do you ever feel like you have a mind that has its own mind, has its own wishes and dreams and desires? Are you living on autopilot? Just eating because it's time? Eating because others are? eating because you're bored, eating because you're stressed. I've done my fair share of that. And then fasting is the prescription. If you study our animal friends, so many people struggle with weight because of our abundant society and our sedentary life. We've stopped walking for miles, working in the fields, and started sitting for hours and consuming pre-made meals. We drive in our cars, sit at our desk. It's no wonder. And we're still eating three meals a day. Incredible. And so if you want to lose weight, eat less. Work out more. But it's not easy, is it? because you'll have to metabolize your own body fat. 
and that's no fun. So most people avoid it because we seek pleasure, not pain. And so if we do that, we will live out our life as such. If we avoid the pain of hunger, if we avoid our natural order, we will become the blob, be tired, be grumpy when we're not getting our, our meal on time. We will mistreat the waiter because our meal took an extra five minutes. Think of it. Think of how hard humans used to have to work for food and now what food has become for us and how we treat each other over it. It's incredible, really. If you just take a moment to think about it, you can see how out of balance so many people have become. And it's no wonder that we're swelling up like a bullfrog. And it's not just body fat that builds. It's the retention of fluids. It's the building of lymph and the swelling of the lymph nodes. It's the starvation of certain areas of the body that causes pain and swelling. It's the building up of tar and gunk inside the gastrointestinal tract. Layers upon layers of sediment build up. The body can no longer even absorb nutrients. So cancer is a natural progression when our natural systems decay. It's the cleanup crew of the universe, extinguishing physical life when it gets out of balance. You may say, well, what about kids? Kids get cancer, these poor kids. And that is true. There's nothing sadder. And you have to ask why, why is this happening? But we take it for granted, don't we? We donate a dollar when the gas station clerk asks us to donate a dollar for childhood cancer. And that dollar goes to some organization that we assume is helping. What is it? What about the mass vaccinations upon birth? It begins injecting God knows what into a fledgling body, a tiny body, injecting retrovirus fragments of human RNA and DNA, chicken embryo fragments, mercury compounds. Think of it, look it up, research it. Why are we taking it for granted? When the power, the oligarchs, the establishment, 
when they say it's time to take your newborn baby and inject a wild cocktail directly into the bloodstream, we say, sure, sounds good. We wouldn't want them to get sick, would we? And look what's happening. Look at what's happening to our children across the board. Wake up. We're taking it for granted. We're taking our body for granted. We're trusting. We're taking our institutional benevolence for granted. And the results speak for themselves. I think it's a punishment. It's a punishment for falling asleep. It's a punishment for falling asleep at the wheel. When you fall asleep at the wheel, what happens? You crash. Horrible accidents. Maimed. Injured. Even death. We've fallen asleep at the wheel, haven't we? We forgot we were driving. And that all that separates us from disaster is two hands on the wheel, our eyes on the road, and our foot ready at the brake. But somewhere along the drive, we got very comfortable. We sat back, turned on the music, had a cigar, a drink in the other hand, and driving with our knees. We have our young children in the back. They are asleep. Our partner's asleep because we've been driving for a while now. We got this. We all know how that ends. This is a metaphor for where we are at with medicine. Where we are at with the hospital system. With the primary care physician. Are they your primary care physician? This latest pandemic should have everyone asking some very basic questions. Most people don't like to study sickness because it's not fun or cool. It's scary. But it's kind of a necessity, don't you think? to learn about disease, to learn about the body, how it works. And so anything outside of the medical oligarchy is considered alternative care therapies. It's labeled as a hoax. It's debunked on Snopes. Wikipedia says it doesn't work. And so we believe it, don't we? After all, it's a website. Why would they lie? They have a sworn duty to uphold the truth of all truth. And when we read that, we should definitely believe it. Mm. A lot of people, unfortunately, have to suffer very drastic consequences because of this. It's very sad. 
heartbreaking. Have you ever met a parent that has a young child with severe autism? Or how about one that's undergoing treatment for leukemia? It's heart-wrenching. And yet, if we're drunk driving and crash, there's no remorse for that person, is there? If a person is climbing up the side of a cliff with no safety harness and they fall and go splat, we don't feel bad. But the problem is they stop viewing our life and our journey as perilous, as dangerous. And we started accepting the creature comforts and we started believing the mob mentality. Don't you see it? There's only one outcome when this happens. And when you become a parent, it gets even more intense. It's like climbing up that cliff with two babies on your back. Stakes are raised. And yet many people are just working, trying to pay the bills. I get it. I'm not condemning average Joe. Actually, my heart goes out to him. I'm not hating on Lazy Susan. I get it. Life is exhausting. But again, there's a problem. There's a problem because those of us who realize these things, those of us who see these things, we are met with open hostility if we are to breach this subject. We are rejected and denied. We are laughed at and labeled conspiracy theorists. Well, there's a new label being born. Critical thinker, citizen journalist, truth seeker. You see, the conspiracy theorist label was just that. It was a disparaging label to discredit anyone who questions the official narrative. And oftentimes the truth is too painful, especially if we have unknowingly inflicted damage upon ourselves or our family or our children. It's too much to bear. And so most people choose to put the blinders on and proceed as planned. So this is a call to all of those that already know a little bit to keep digging, to keep learning. Awareness is not granted, it is earned. And the more you learn, the more you see that this picture-perfect reality is anything but. It is perilous. We're hanging on by a thread 
and yet somehow we survive. Somehow we get through it. Somehow we're waking up. One by one, people are really starting to wake up. And we need to educate ourselves more and more on the things we really don't want to know. We need to look at some very disturbing facts. And we need to take stock of our own life and our own choices. And we need to correct course. We shouldn't just keep doing something because we've been doing it and it's comfortable. The more you wake up, the more you see that you may need to make some changes. Life is not easy. It's not just granted automatically that you'll have a great, blessed life. You've got to earn it. You've got to work for it. You've got to ask for help. You've got to humble yourself and realize that you don't have all the answers. You have to spend time on it. Instead of filling our brains with nonsense and spending our hours, spinning our wheels, why not progress? Why not learn? I mean, we're told that education is important, aren't we? That's why we send our beautiful, precious children to school so that they can learn, right? That's why we pay an arm and a leg for a college degree so that we can learn? Or is it just so that we can earn money? Was that the reason why? Is that what school's all about? Is it just playing hopscotch until you get to your destination on the checkerboard of life? Or are we supposed to really learn? And so we send our school, our kids to school to learn. We vaccinate our kids so that they can go to school. We send our kids to the doctor so they can be healthy. Somewhere in there, there's a few questions. We do things because we've done them. We live out our life as an echo of the previous generation. So these people rioting, burning, destroying, these people hitting people, beating people and stomping people right now, they're lashing out. They've given in to rage. These people that are just sucker punching old men, women, these young people and these kids that are mobbing and beating other kids. Why is that happening? You have to stop and think about it? Or do you have a visceral reaction? A lot of people just say, well, that's why I carry a gun. I'm going to get a gun. 
we should all get a gun. It's a knee-jerk reaction. And I'm all for Americans owning guns. I'm all for it. I'm just saying. Are we ready to gun down someone because they're being a baby? It says a lot about the mentality of the modern American right now that there are two factions one wants to get everything for free and burn everything down and shout and yell and the other side sort of wants to remain within the system and gun down anyone that infringes upon their rights but I know that there's a lot of people in the middle but where are we? Why aren't we speaking up about that? There's nuance that needs to be discovered. The artificially inseminated race war is underway. Some people are falling prey to it. I hope you're not. So I show my kids what's happening. I show them the beatings and then I show them what's happening on the higher level and then I ask them what they're trying to do to us and then I ask them what we're going to do about that we're not going to give in to fear or racism we're not going to arm ourselves to the teeth ready to gun down anyone we're going to operate at our highest principle because that's what we're doing that's what we've always done. I'm not rushing off to Walgreens for the next inoculation. It amazes me that people do not research and do not critically think about what vaccinations are, what they do, how they came about. It amazes me that they just rehearse and recite the same old tire line. Oh, but polio. But polio. Hmm. False narrative right there. You might want to go re-examine that from some different angles. You might want to look up Dr. Shiva. See what he has to say. See if it makes sense. You, need, you might even want to look up Kennedy, the lawyer. Their adversaries, actually, Shiva and Kennedy, but they both are outlining the dangers and the atrocities of mandatory vaccinations. You see, the problem is people don't want to be their own physician. People don't want to be their own teacher. They don't want to be their own caretaker. They don't want to be their own financial officer because most people are just lazy and they want someone else to take care of it just like we don't want to cut our own hair some people don't want to even take care of their own nails I mean where does it lead to do we want to live like the Queen of England having someone dress us put on our clothes someone else brush our teeth as we walk through 
system, letting someone do this for us, someone else do that, and all we do is we shell out the money and we focus on our job. We work, we work hard. We work at our job and we get our money, we pay our taxes, and we pay and pay and pay. Cool, sounds good, sign me up. You know, I bet all the kids are really excited to get into that. Somewhere along the line, we submit ourselves. We turn in our ticket that says freedom on it and we get handed a meal ticket and we say thank you. But there is a choice. There is a choice to wake up. It's scary. It is scary. It's terrifying. But right now is a special time because you won't be alone. There are a lot of people that have already done this. They've already begun the process. And then there are many, many people that are breaking the spell, waking up out of their trance. The veil is being lifted. They're beginning to see. But the more you see, the scarier it is. And so you need to kind of have a faith in yourself. And then you need to forgive yourself for doing whatever you did before you knew. After all, you can't know what you don't know until you find out. And so recognizing that we may have been doing things wrong, recognizing that we may have hurt ourselves or the ones we love, it's all part of the process. You know, self-examination, forgiveness, forgiving others, forgiving our parents, forgiving our brothers and sisters, just forgiveness in general. And that's why I'm not itching to buy a gun to spill blood of someone that just doesn't know yet. And that's why I'm not going to march in the streets and demand this and demand that and shout at people. Because from where I stand, that's like a, a kid pooping in their diaper. I'm a little bit past that. And someone's going to have to clean that up. And so, there is a message in here. There is an appalling nature to how people have been behaving. It is symbolized with our landfills. We have gone through our existence in the last 50 to 100 years here in the States as consumers, and we just throw what we don't want in the trash, and it putrefies. The stench rises up slowly to heaven, and we make landfills, mountains and mountains of trash. We pollute our waterways, we pollute our air, And this is symbolic of how we live our lives as consumers, just throwing away what we don't want and rejecting the most beautiful things. 
consuming more pre-made rubbish extruding the waste not really thinking anywhere in there not a lot of space for thought just consuming entertainment of all kinds buying new things that we don't need hoarding our possessions we swell up and we croak that's one version of the post-modern American dream and then there are many people that drop out of that they say nope not for me and they go on their own movement but everyone seems to get snared and so the hippie movement they just gave up completely didn't they and I'm talking about right now there's still tons of hippies tons of them dropouts grow their hair they stop washing themselves and their clothes they think that somehow becoming a vegan will solve everything then their body starts to eat itself because they're not getting the proper nutrition and the bacteria that's caked on them grows and grows and infects their clothes if they give you a hug now you stink but they've rejected mainstream and they think they're on the path now many of them know some things but again I come to a middle ground so the hippie values there are good ones and then there are ones that are just stupid and lazy and it's because people like to come to conclusions quickly without giving time and energy without giving their opposition the benefit of the doubt and so when we drop out of one system we go in the opposite way it's reactionary and this is why we get boxed in this is why we get boxed in because of the simple mind the simple mind the pleasure-seeking mind the comfortable mind the physical expression of physical being it's doomed to fail the spiritual mind it's more difficult to understand it's more nuanced it's more refined it's not black or white it's all colors of the spectrum at once all the time in harmony there are some good people out there I'm sure of it and there's some people that are going to wake up there's some people that are awake that are trying to build their life we're all working on issues we're all working on struggles we're all imperfect we all have our vices and it's something that we should focus on and look at just as people don't want to look at disease people are afraid to look at their own shortcomings instead of looking at them and working on them and being humble enough to ask 
for help from a person, from the divine, from anything. It's that pride that blocks them. And pride leads to a stupid, selfish, and sluggish lifestyle. Humility gets you really far in life. Being of service to others takes you very, very far in life. Building your intellect. You see, people think that intellect is something you have or you don't. It's not true. Intellect can be developed with time. Intelligence is not absent in us. It is innate. We just need to activate it. And intelligence and intellect ties in directly to our morals, into our heart, into our entire being. It's not just a brain thing. Being able to solve complicated mathematical problems is not the definition of human intelligence. Human intelligence is so much more vast than that. And so there's a complexity and a diversity to life that we should be celebrating. Column one, our intelligence is innate and needs to be activated and developed. Column two, sickness, disease, despair, violence, anarchy, fear, all these things are real and need to be looked at and stood firmly against as the enemy. Column three, and we are loved, we are supported, we are created, we have a purpose. We are supposed to be here, column four. Now integrate these into a structure, if you wish. You can build upon them. So this is the end of this broadcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Just a few thoughts for you. Let the experience roll off of your back like the water off of a duck. As you glide through that pond, you can take flight whenever you wish. But beware the hunter. Pay attention. You'll get to where you need to go. We all need to migrate from time to time. We build our nests, we lay our eggs, we nurture our young. This is the natural rhythm of life. When it's our time to pass, it's our time to pass. It should be embraced like each step of the way. The enemy is not death itself, but the necrosis of the human soul. The ally is our freedom and our shared experience as brothers and sisters. Those are my final words and my final thoughts for today. Thank you so much for listening.